done it now Time to feel the fire Rumors spreading around How could you think he would stay down? Said rumors spreading around Nothing but a liar devil gonna tread on me ain't no person gonna tread on me ain't no government gonna tread on me ain't no demon gonna tread on me and ain't no way the devil gonna tread on me what a way to start out a monday morning here on lfa tv and rise up ain't no devil gonna tread on me ladies and gentlemen thank you so very much that was we the kingdom don't tread on me 
That was a live version of the song uh, that was recorded in Nashville. And that song got me pumped up today. That song got me ready to go. Where is the Bible verse for today? My daughter just texted me. She wants to start doing that with me starting today. I did send out a Bible verse this morning. I did send out a verse of the day today. Um, did I not? Uh, I thought, I, I, yeah, I sent them, I sent them, sent them out to, to both. I sent out two newsletters and I sent out both. So definitely should have got it. Um, but we're going to be talking about using your freedom to serve another. Praising Jesus while I'm cleaning. Isn't that the best way? Uh, we got to talk about using our freedom to serve others, folks. Um, one thing that I... So I have, I have some stories to tell you about this weekend, and I have some stuff to talk about, and we're going to get to the heart and the depth of why I, um, why I titled the show what I did today. Um, and, and I didn't really talk about in the newsletter why I titled the show what I did today. Uh, other than, you know, just knowing that God gives me verses to talk about every day. But this, I, I went looking for this this morning. Um, today was not one of those days where I relied 100% on the Holy Spirit to bring me the message today. I searched for this message today. But I searched for the message because what the Holy Spirit revealed to me this weekend. Um, so... What I want to do is I want to start today right now, seven minutes past the hour, with our prayer of the day. And then I want to get busy and I want to talk about some, I want to tell you some stories. I want to give you some revelations. I want to talk about some conversations and some dialogue that I had this weekend. I want to tell you what happened Friday. I want to tell you what happened yesterday here on the channel. And then I want to really dig into the deep, to the depths of using your freedom to serve another, okay? So before we do anything, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Please remove your hats if you're wearing one this morning. And if you're at work or at a place where there's, you know, people, you know, talking in the background, if you need to focus, take your phone, put the put the show on on your phone, go to the bathroom, go into a stall, and let's just focus while we pray to God. If that's what you need to do, but one thing that we should all do is make sure that we bow our heads, close our eyes, and pray to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because without him, we are lost sheep, wandering around in a desolate, dark land. And there is no hope, no path, no light, no nothing. And I, I, and, and I don't think I could be more serious about that than I am today. Okay? So let's do that now. Please remove your hats. Oh, my hair is a mop. I need to get that cut. All right, here we go. Lord and Heavenly Father. God in heaven, creator above all things. In Jesus Christ's name and in his sacrifice, we come to the foot of the throne today, Lord, as one loud, united voice to just give you our thanks for no special or specific reason other than everything that you give us good from heaven, breath in our lungs, eyesight, hearing, our sense of smell, taste, our thought process, our happiness, our joy, even our trials and our times of loneliness and depression. We thank you for everything, but we really thank you for free will. Free will, freedom to choose which direction that we want to take our life. And that's what makes 
love and kindness and compassion that much more precious. That's what makes serving others that much more precious because we are not made to do it. We choose to do it. And for that, Lord, we are eternally grateful. We are eternally grateful to you, Lord, that we can ever even be in a position, whether it be physically, spiritually, monetarily, or any other reason that we look for to help somebody. If it wasn't for us having free choice, free will, and the Holy Spirit in our hearts, then we would never be able to make the decision to help somebody properly. Lord, we thank you for that ability today. We pray for healing and restoration to those family members in the LFA crowd today that are asking for prayers, that just want you to answer something that they've been asking. If it is your will, Lord, give them answers today and set them on their correct path. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Folks, something that I was able to do this weekend was I was able to put a lot, of, a lot of my behavior, my personality, my gifts, my skills that God gave me, I was able to put pretty much my entire being into perspective this weekend. And not only that, but a different perspective on the way I look at all of you, my family, my enemies. And I really think that it can all be summed up. Sorry, I didn't get to bed until 2.30 a.m. And woke up at 6.30. So I'm on about four hours of sleep, if you can't tell. I guess it could be summed up in one word, and that's respect. Up until this weekend, I thought that I knew what respect really was, and I don't think I did. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, we know what respect is. Obviously, we know the, 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 the definition of respect. But do we exemplify that? Do we, are we ambassadors of that? And I think we want to be, and I think we, the Christians, strive to be, but after this weekend, I don't think I think we're falling short. I think a lot of us are falling short of it. And I don't think it's because of ill intent or malicious behavior or personality or anything like that. I think it's mostly just because of the of the world that we live in every day and the country that we were raised in. One thing that I really realized this weekend was America while not dead yet, has lost its way in the way of being a godly, respectful person, no matter what. That's the key. Those are the key words. That's the key phrase to put on the end of that statement. Honor integrity, respect. We've lost what that means in this country. We really have. And I'll tell you what we did this weekend that got me to understand that a little bit more. But before I do, 
I want to read from One Minute Prayer for Dads to really start the right we're supposed to start. And then I want to give you an explanation on what happened Friday and Sunday. And I also want to tell you where we were this weekend. Okay? So let's go ahead and read from One Minute Prayer for Dads. And we're going to be reading from page 108. 108 from Romans 14, 12, that's titled Duty and Responsibility. Romans 14, 12, Duty and Responsibility. Each of us will give an account of himself before God. Are you ready? Are you? If you had one chance to stand in front of God and you didn't know when that was going to be, and somebody came to you, an angel, and said, okay, it's time. You say, what? You say, it's time. We've got to go talk to God. We've got to go talk to You've got to go stand before God. You can't say, just give me a minute. You can't say, let me pack. You can't say, let me say goodbye. And you can't undo anything you've already done. And you can't do everything you've wanted to do. All you can do right then and there is go with the angel or whatever in this hypothetical story and go and stand before God. The question is, are you ready? Now, up until this weekend, I thought I was. But I very humbly realized, I don't know if I am. And not I'm not saying that I don't know if I am ready like, Mentally, I'm ready to be with Jesus. I'm ready to go with God. But I don't know if I'm ready to stand before God right now today after realizing how much of a lack of respect that I've shown a lot of people and a lack of honor and integrity. And here's that phrase again, no matter what. Being a father is like being given a sum of money to invest for 18 years. And at the end of that time, we expect to see a return on that investment in the form of a reliable man or woman who has landed at adulthood on his or her feet and with his or her faith intact. We're talking about your child that you grow up with. We dads can, or that we, that we raise, I should say. We dads can look into the faces of the treasure entrusted to us and see great hope waiting for us to harness all the child's possibilities. Father, someday I will have to give an account of, to you of the way that I lived and the way I raised my children. That puts the fear of God in me, Lord. I know there are no do-overs. We just talked about that, right? I know there are no do-overs for my kids' childhoods. They get one shot at growing up, and I get one shot at growing them up. I pray that my dad's skills will see my kids grow up spiritually strong and emotionally mature. Help me now, Lord, even today as I move along toward eternity and the day that I must stand before you for an accounting.
Ladies and gentlemen, Friday. Jess, thank you for asking. Jess asked how Lily's doing with her broken arm. Thank you for asking. She finally got her permanent cast on. Well, permanent for now until she gets it off. And uh, she's having everybody draw on it and write on it, and she loves it. But she's, you know, any kid with a broken arm, they don't, you know, they're constantly trying to itch it, and they can't. So she's doing as well as expected. We'll put it that way. Friday, I sat right down in this seat right here. I had two guests lined up for Friday. One guest whom it was her second week she was supposed to be on here rearranged her schedule and everything to be here for the second week. The first week, it was really our scheduling screw up. The second week, which was last Friday, I sat down. I grabbed these headphones. I went like this. And as soon as I went like this, the next move is to reach down here and everything that we've set up, I press the go live button and that go live button then goes out to digital TV and rumble and, you know, podcasts and everywhere else. And as soon as I sat down to go live, everything shut down. Power out. But here's the bad thing about it. The reason why I could not reboot everything get the internet back online, get going, and just be, you know, like 10 minutes late coming back to the show. What happened was the network that we have here and the security that we have on our computers, not only did the network believe it, but the computers itself, the the devices believed that there was a cyber attack because we've been getting so many cyber attacks. We've been setting things up a little differently. So they thought it was so, so the, so the electronical world <laughs> thought it was a cyber attack and they locked me out of everything, locked me out of my accounts, locked me out of my computer, locked me out of uh, every, uh, just locked me out. I could not get into anything for a couple hours that went on. And I felt horrible. I really did. And I was very mad. And I was saying mean and mad things to anybody who would hear it. Not specifically pointing blame on anybody, but, you know, enough to where nobody would want to be around me running, bumping my gums that way. And this comes on the heels of our page being attacked constantly. And this comes on the heels of just a lot of you know, medical problems and a lot of stuff going on. Anyway, long story short, I had to leave the studio. So I left the studio and I went and I just was on my own for a while. And a lot of people were like, why don't you just come on at five o'clock? Well, because Will Johnson is on at five o'clock on Fridays and he rearranges his schedule to change his hour for Fridays instead of being on at six. So it was very unfair for me to ask him, hey, can you reschedule everything and me come on? And then especially a lot of people not knowing that I do a Friday, knowing that I don't do a Friday five o'clock, it probably just would have been, you know, shooting and, 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 and changing everybody's plans and hope that I could get a show in. And I just decided to just skip it for the day and just said, you know what? It is what it is. So then we have a show Saturday, two shows Saturday and a show Sunday. And, and I promise you, I'm getting to a, a reason why we're having this conversation on Rise Up and Not LFA. So then we come, so we put up the shows for, we put up the streams for Saturday. And then, of course, you know, Ava's live with whistleblowers and Stephen Fleury is, uh, he's got a recorded version of Trumpet Daily. And then I came in on Saturday morning 
to record the Sunday Faith and Family movie show, which was going to be Kirk Cameron's homeschooling movie. And the reason why I had to pre-record it was because we had to leave Saturday afternoon to go to Jersey. And the reason why we had to leave Saturday afternoon to go to Jersey, Eli and myself, was because we were going to the third anniversary of the NFSC, the new federal state of China. And we were uh, honored guests with Steve Bannon and, and other people who've decided to be open about the corruption that our world leaders are under because of the CCP paid paid and bribed and, and bullied into basically being CCP puppets, Joe Biden, all of them. And these people, these NFSC, the new federal state, state of China, and all these dissidents that left China, you know, fighting to come back and remove the CCP and basically save the world. And I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that lightly. I'm saying that with 100% saving the world. And they invited us down to their third anniversary. So that was the reason why I had to have a recorded version of the Faith and Family movie because we were going to be down there for yesterday's events. Okay? So I pre-recorded the show and I, and I sent it to Frankie. Frankie uploads it into our system and our system plays it as it's live on that day, even if it's pre-recorded, so that everybody can come together and talk and have conversation in here, even if the video is pre-recorded. Frankie uploaded it into the system and everything because he was with us on yesterday, so he wasn't going to be in the studio. And it didn't go live for whatever reason, technology, crap, whatever it is. So that didn't go up yesterday. And I just felt like I let all of you down so badly Friday and Sunday. I was taking it so personal and it was hurting me so bad that I could not do my duty and my responsibility for, to you guys. So that's the explanation to what happened Friday and Sunday. And I was so mad. You can, t- you can probably assume or guess how mad I was and how my anger sometimes gets out of control. But let me get to the real reason why I'm talking about all of this and why we just read from One Minute Prayer for Dads and why we have the exact verse that we have today and why we just talked about duty and responsibility as Christians. The people of the NFSC, Miles, Miles Guo, and, and, and the people that follow, I mean, they look at him like we, like we look at Donald Trump. Let me ask you this question. If Donald Trump was to be locked up today, would there be anything that ever stopped us from trying to get him out? No. So Miles to those people is like Donald Trump is to us, but even on a bigger scale. And I'm going to tell you why right now. I have never in my life, in my 43 years of this earth, even meeting all, most of you, a lot of you, the greatest people I've ever met in my life on these tours going around these last few years, the greatest people I've ever been around, the people that spend their money to prop up this company, to make this even a thing, I've never experienced the greatness 
of another person on that level. And now I don't want you to take this in any way as a criticism of you because it's not. We only know what we can know in this country. But what I experienced in a level of honor, respect, integrity, and just... I've never experienced the level of respect that I have from those people. And not to just me, to all of you. Do you know what Ava and the people that run the NFSC and the people that you don't never, you've never seen and don't know, do you know what they were saying about you people? About all of you who they don't even really know personally. About Kittenhead and Bad Moon and Diane and Susie and, 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 and Race Mom and, and, and all of you. They love you so much. They don't even know you. And they were telling me many times to come back and give my love and honor and respect to you guys for what you have built here to allow us to be able to give them a platform when the entire world wants them dead. There are bounties out on their heads these people can never go home to their families they can never see their moms they can never see their dads they can never see their families their brothers and sisters were killed their brothers and sisters and moms and dads were murdered people in their family are still being murdered because they are dissidents who left the chinese communist party and went and had the courage to try to to scream out to the world what these people are doing and because you allow me to do this and I have the courage through Jesus Christ and God to speak out against our government, against our corruption, against the CCP. Do you know that these people are forever, and I mean forever, if eternity is a word, these people are so eternally grateful to you that their homes and their headquarters, and their anything that they have, they would give to you off their back because they respect all of you and me so much because of what we were willing to do for them. And I said to them, what I was willing to do for you is no different than what I'm willing to do to all these LFA family members and the people that are living homeless and the people that are living in despair and darkness. Serve you. Their culture is different than ours, but our culture was built off the same level of honor and respect and integrity that their culture was built off of. But we've lost our way and America thinks they're better than everybody else. And Americans think their Christianity is better than everybody else's. And Americans, not you guys, but as a whole, think that we're entitled and that we're somebody owes us something and that we, everybody should look up to us just because we were born in this great country. But let me be the first to tell you, that I have never met an American in my lifetime that has the honor and level of respect as these people have for other people and especially for people they've never met, all of you. Do you know that Ava Chen would die for Barb Naylor and she doesn't even know her? Do you realize that this guy there, this other guy that works there named Saturn, whom I very much respect, would die for Melanie Collier, who's watching right now, and they don't even know you, and they would die for you. Meaning that they look, to, they look up to us so much 
They we we were set we were honored guests. They couldn't serve us more. They couldn't it's like they couldn't get enough of waiting hand and feet on us and I was uncomfortable. I said you don't have to do this for us. But because we were willing to give them even an opportunity to say what they've been going through for forever, 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 they are part of your family. Anything, like this is the level of respect and integrity that I've never experienced 10 times more than I have ever been exposed to even myself, even, even serving myself. I'm going to tell you some stories. I'm going to tell you some stories that are bringing tears to my eyes right now thinking about them that I heard this weekend. How many people know what a dark room is? Ever heard of a dark room? Everybody's heard of a dark room. But in China, a dark room means something different. In China, they're only allowed to have one kid. And if you have more than one kid in China, they will bankrupt you until you have to give up that kid, that extra kid. They will fine you and 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 and bankrupt you and they will destroy your social credit score and they will kill off your entire life if you have more than one kid. Until you give that kid up to the state. And when you give that kid up to the state, they put those kids in state-funded orphan, state-run orphanages, CCP state-run orphanages. And ladies and gentlemen, what they do to those kids in those orphanages is some of the worst stuff that I've ever seen. And listen, and watching Ava, I went, we went out to dinner with Ava on Saturday night. And Ava was holding back tears because I get personal. I'm a nosy person. My wife says, why are you so nosy? And I said, I just want to know about everybody. Deed says, Jeremy needs to use his platform for God, not for money. Shame on him. What does that mean, Eli? Ban that person for life. I don't care. Deed, I don't care. I'm done with that kind of lack of respect. That's, by the way, that's the eye-opening that I've had. Money, what money? What money from where? What money are you talking about? 
So in these dark rooms, here's what they do. If a child goes to an orphanage in CCP in China, first of all, they torture them daily. They torture them daily. They bind their hands all day, all day long. They bind their hands behind their chair like this. Then they bind their feet together. And then they bind their hands and their feet together behind and under their seat. And they make them sit like this bound all day long. And if they slouch, they get beat. And their crime? Being born. Literally being born. And then, if a child gets sick in the care of the, in the, care of the state-run CCP, they do not spend the money to fix them. If a child needs a surgery, if a child gets a broken arm being bound, they do not fix them. And if the child becomes too sick, too diseased, too broken for them to handle out of physical torture, they put the child in what they call a dark room. And in that dark room, they put that child in there for as long as it takes the child until it dies. Do you know how long it takes a child to die? A person, a human being, when they're suffering, starving, dying of disease, broken bones that they can't just, you know, heal on their own. And they let them die in these things called dark rooms. And they will put other children in these dark rooms with other dead children if they have to, if they run out of room, if they don't want, if they don't clean it out, whatever. And the American government knows about it. And the older Bush, George Bush Sr., right after they massacred 15,000 people in Tiananmen Square and all that, Bush said, you guys can't be doing this on live TV. This is what these Chinese people told us, that they were there hearing this stuff, watching this stuff when it happened. And this is, you know, A lot of them fled in the last five years, but have been being under persecution forever, right? Bush, the older, said, you guys can't be doing this on live TV. If you guys promise to stop killing people on live TV, do whatever you need to do behind closed doors, Bush said. He said, but if you guys can promise to stop people on live TV or uh, killing people on live TV, then we will promise to give you technology, prop you up, make you part of organizations literally give you all the manufacturing in the world at a cheap price, blah, 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 blah. Everything that is the CCP was built, manufactured, funded, and operated for the last 30 years by the, 40 years by the American government. 30 years by the United States government. Every piece of technology that the CCP has was given to them or stolen from our universities or our proprietary information. Every bit of money that these people have, the billionaires that have been created, have all been created by the United States of America. All of it. 
everything that the CCP is, is the United States of America working in some kind of a shadow puppet government. And then when the United States saw that their 30-year funded plan actually works to control its citizens and can grow an economy at the same time, they said, we're going to start implementing those policies and processes here in America. And when Trump came in, Trump publicly tries to work with Xi Jinping. But privately, they said the CCP hated Trump so bad they released the COVID virus to get rid of him. This is what these people from China are telling us. Like, we've all known this, but they're validating it. And they said because Trump was going to destroy everything that Bush, Clinton, and Obama, and the second Bush, built for the CCP in order to bring the CCP policies that they created, not the CCP. The CCP was nothing 30 years ago. They couldn't have lifted a finger to do anything. It's all the United States of America. And these are just some of the stories that we found out while we were down there. So when you ask, why do you work so much with these people? It's because everything that's wrong with our country right now that we're dealing with, from the dollar, from the southern border, from uh, the transgender, from hating and fighting and, 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 and division and everything, everything, BLM, Antifa, fighting in the streets, breaking up our constitution, breaking up our freedom, every single bit of it is from the policies from the Chinese Communist Party that America is now implementing on its own people. And if we do not do something about it right now, we will not have a country in 10 years to even save. It'll be gone. It'll be gone in less than that. They want it gone by 2025. But here's where I want to bring it back to God. You ready for this? They read a letter from Miles Guo that he wrote to everybody that was going to be there that day. First of all, he and everybody there knows who all of you are. And they are forever grateful to the LFA family. They said we were the first people to give them a platform, a show, to be able to tell what the CCP is doing. Nobody's ever done that. So for to you guys, they're eternally grateful for that one act that we did they would take a bullet for all of us. But I read, they were reading this letter that Miles wrote, and he said, I'm on the floor right now. I can see the Statue of Liberty from where, I, from where my cell is. He goes, I'm alone. I'm in here with nothing but my thoughts and my faith. Like Paul, like Paul in the Bible. And he's giving messages to his people. And you know what he says? He tells them not to hate. Not to be, not to become the same thing as the CCP is, to take down the CCP. And he also said to let the world see the level of love and respect that these people have and honor and integrity and never, ever, 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 ever ever go the route of the CCP in order to take them down. Take them down with faith, light, God, and goodness.
faith, love, light, God, and goodness. That's what Miles said that we need to show the world. And I said, that's what Jesus said. That's what Paul said. That's what all the disciples said. That's what anybody who's a man or a woman of God has ever said. So it let me know that we were with among the right people. But he says he sits there and he looks at the Statue of Liberty every day. He could see it from his cell. And he said this to the American people. You are about ready to lose everything that you've ever fought for. You're about to lose everything that your family members have went overseas and died for. You're about to lose everything that God gave you at birth. But that Statue of Liberty that he looks at every day gives him hope that America, the United States of America, will once again free and liberate the oppressed people of the world, specifically the people of China. And here's something else I didn't know. If you take Mao Zedong's time, Adolf Hitler, Stalin, Napoleon, and Mussolini, and you take all the murders that they committed and combine them, it does not even come close to how many people the Chinese Communist Party have murdered and slaughtered and killed and oppressed and beaten and enslaved in the last 50 years. And the reason why we don't know about it is because the United States government and the rest of the world leaders in the UN are covering for them because they're enriching themselves through their policies and these CCP agents, officials, and uh, people that run the, the, the CCP have massive, massive bribery stuff held over the heads of people like Biden and everybody else. But that Statue of Liberty still today, still today is standing for a beacon of freedom. And people all around the world still today are looking for the United States of America to embrace God once again and put on the armor of God and fight for the less fortunate and the tortured and the abused and the beaten and the murdered. And what are we doing here in America? We are doing something correct and good, but as a whole, what are we doing? Yeah, I'm American. I just am entitled. Who are you? I'm just going to be fat and have diabetes and sit on my couch and do nothing and cry and moan and complain. You owe me. I'm American. (laughs) Does America even know what it's like to be American anymore? The rest of the world is crying out for America and God to once again save them because they can't save themselves. It's up to you. It's up to us. We are the new gener- we are the new greatest generation. And without God, we are nothing. But with God, all things are possible and we can liberate the world again and we can stop the senseless killing of our babies. And we can stop the murder of children that are going to orphanages for no crime other than the fact that they were born 
and the stuff that's going on in this world right now that we are not focused on because we're too worried about if Joe Biden trips and falls because he's an idiot. We need an edge. We need a, uh, <laughs> what did Jack Nicholson say, Eli? This town needs an enema and I'm going to give it to him. This country needs an enema and we need to give it to him. And I hate to say it that way because that sounds gross, but this country is in need of purification. And this country is not what it was meant to be. And thank God for people like you that are watching this show today that you can embrace God and not be afraid to get out there and be an ambassador for him. Do you know what I wore yesterday while I was there? I wore my shirt that said Christian on it and had a big cross in the middle. And do you know that Steve Bannon could not stop talking about that shirt? Steve Bannon kept coming up to me all day. I love that shirt. Love that shirt. Love that shirt. I said, Steve, well, have me come on your show and I'll wear this shirt and I'll give you a shirt to wear too. And he said, okay, come on the show. But it wasn't only him. I had this other guy, Middle Eastern guy. A guy from originally from Pakistan. He came up to me. Shook my hand. He looked at my hat. He said, what is this? I said, LFA TV. I went to explain to him what LFA TV meant. And while I was in the middle of explaining to him what LFA TV meant, he looked down. He saw my shirt. He grabbed my hand. He pulled me close. And he whispered scripture into my ear for what felt like five straight minutes. And we just stood there embracing a Middle Eastern man, a little chubby Irish, German, Native American, whatever else, mutt, fat white man that I am, a man who was born into Islam, who's now running for office in the United States of America as a Christian. This country has lost its way. And I thought yesterday driving home, I got home at 2 a.m. I fell asleep at 2.30. Here for this 9 a.m. hour. Scripture for five minutes, holding me, not letting me go. A man born into Islam as Middle Eastern as you can look, too. <laughs> Remember that guy, Eli? Did you see him? But I did some soul searching on the way home. I did some soul searching on the way home, and I realized something. I'm not the man I want to be. I'm not the man God wants me to be. So going back to my first question of this show. If an angel came to you today. And said, let's go. You're going to go stand in front of God. Are you ready? Have you served enough?
Because that's all Jesus did when he was on this earth. Served. Never once using his freedom, his free will, to enrich or further his desires. Now, I'm not saying that we should or even could live a life of servitude. We still have duties and responsibilities. But after the way these people treated me and Eli and Mike Crispy and Ryan and Frankie, I've never been treated like that in my life. Never. Never. It allowed me to be, it allowed me to see the man I want to be. I want to read the verse of the day today. Which I titled, Use Your, free, Use Your Freedom to Serve One Another. <clears throat> and I'm sorry I'm having a little bit of emotional day today. It's not because I feel bad. It's because I feel great. Good morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I said I was very humbled this weekend and had an eye-open experience on serving others. What an honor it is to serve another and be hospitable. Our culture used to embrace that thought process, and in the last 60 years, I feel like we've lost that. Each and every one of us to a certain extent. Even if we don't think we have, trust me, I believe we have. Today I want to talk about that. So Galatians 5, 13 and 14. Galatians 5, 13 and 14 says, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Another word for liberty is freedom. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. Which I think I have for far too long. In some way, shape, or form. It says, do not use liberty for the opportunity for flesh. But through love, serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So last night I'm driving home, four-hour drive. It's 1.30 a.m. Eli and I are like this, tired, driving home. And I just thought a lot about that. I thought about using, I thought about, 40 years ago, if somebody knocked on your door, what would you do? 40 years ago, if somebody knocked on our door when I was a kid, I remember people being happy that someone came over. People being happy that you had a visitor. 
and you'd open the door and you'd invite them into your home and you would say, my home is your home. Is there anything I can get you? And you would treat that person as if they were royalty because you were being hospitable and kind. That's what Jesus told us we should be. Open your home up to people like it's, treat them better than you treat your own family members. But today, if somebody comes knocking on your door, what does it look like now? Shut the lights off. Don't answer the door. Ah, company. Who is at the door? Why is somebody here? Couldn't they text first? Ah, why are the dogs barking? What do these people want? You know it to be true. You know what I'm saying is true. What happened? What happened? Why are we so rude? Why am I so rude? Eli, why are you so rude? Eli just hit the nail on the head. In our society today, we're not rude. But all you have to do is look at another culture for five seconds and you can realize how rude we really are. All of us programmed to be that way. Let's, let's, let's reprogram ourselves today. Here's what I want to do before we end the show today. Here's what I want to do. I want everybody to reboot right now. I want everybody to reboot right now and reprogram right now. From now on, we're going to operate daily with a higher level of respect and honor than we have in our entire lives. That's what I would like for today. I would like this to operate on a... I want us to be better. All of us. And it starts with me. I have an anger issue. I'm programmed to lash out and be on the offense all the time. And I'm not saying that I can't be a soldier and I'm not saying I can't be outspoken and I'm not saying that I can't be 100 miles an hour. But Chris hit the nail on the head. We can operate at a God level from now on. Most of us can. Let's be a little bit more hospitable. Let's be a little bit more respectful. Let's, be, let's have a little bit more honor about us. And when somebody does something nice for us, let's spend the rest of our life trying to repay that person for what they've done to us. Only then, only when we embrace servitude towards others, will we be utilizing the God-given freedom that God gave us at birth and make him happy? And then we can say, we're ready to go and stand before the Lord because we know that we operated with our freedom. We took our freedom that you gave us and we did, we, we proved, we made you proud with it. 
We did what we were supposed to do with the freedom that you gave us, and we helped other people. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Let me finish what I wrote. What should we use freedom for? Well, first, you should ask what your freedom means to you. Then you have to ask yourself whether you want to use your freedom to further your own accomplishments and desires or if you want to use it to liberate and care for others. Freedom is precious. Freedom is rare. Freedom is given to you by God, not by the Constitution of the United States of America, by the way. At birth, you are born with free will. God wants us to use this gift to do as he does in heaven, as Jesus did on earth. When you give someone a gift for Christmas or their birthday, how good does that feel? Especially if it's an emotional or personal gift. There's no feeling in the world like giving. Now, how do you think you would feel if you used your God-given gift to freedom to help people in their lives much greater than giving them a material gift? What about helping your elderly family members or your elderly neighbors pick up groceries? What if it's visiting the nursing home to serve them by just engaging in simple dialogue with people who are left and lonely? What about picking up trash on the side of the road instead of waiting for the town to send somebody to clean it up with your tax dollars? What about offering the people with physical disabilities a ride to church where you can assist them with everything they need so they can come and fellowship with the rest of us? Or better yet, what about treating everybody you come in contact with, whether foreigner or neighbor, with the level of respect that you would treat Jesus with if you met him in the flesh today? We are capable of so much more with our freedoms if we just had a servant mindset. The world would become godly and blessed again. I'm a proud servant of the LFA family and there isn't anything that I wouldn't do or offer to do for and with each and every one of you, even at the risk of lost time with my own family. I love you all. And look at you the way I look at Jesus. With love, admiration, respect, a sense of duty to help make your lives feel more safe and comfortable. All glory to God in Jesus' name. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to take you out with music because Sean Farish is starting his show right now. So I'll just say this. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for being here since the beginning of all of this. And let's reboot and let's start using our freedom to save the world. God bless you guys. And I hope I'll see you at 11 o'clock. God willing. Sean Farish up next, LFA TV. Continue to rumble this video on your way out. And if you haven't shared it, do so now. I'll see you at 11. I'll also see you in Sean Farish's chat because his countdown has already started. God bless you guys. I love you. Have a great morning. See you later.